Hello and welcome to the Blue Brothers 2. This time it's personal. I am your host, Brandon, and with me as always is Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. A little tired, but I'm okay. I'll live. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Thursdays are better than Tuesdays, so yes. <laughs> you really what? can't complain too much. It could be worse. We could have two Tuesdays in a week. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> so uh, what have you been watching lately? Uh, I actually have a couple that I can share this week. Usually I don't watch <gasps> this. I know. Gasp. Scandalous. Some, <laughs> the game's afoot. Um, yeah. So I actually don't watch as much. Uh, well, particularly just this time of year as uh, Brandon does. But we finished the show. Uh, what were we? Oh, yeah. The Good Place. We caught up and finished The Good Place. I mean, they're still, it's still airing. So um, there's that going on. But then we started watching uh, Shit's Creek. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's got Eugene Levy in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't really recognize. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got another guy in it. I forget his name off the top of my head. But there were only really two people from the show that I reckon. Or, no, sorry. the uh, One of the women, too. I think she's well known, but I can tell you her name if you put a gun to my head um uh so it's got a couple recognizable people and uh just kind of a interesting story i mean it's definitely been told before you know rich family loses all their money because you know their accountant like swindled them or whatnot so they move from the rich neighborhood having everything to a town the guy the father bought as a joke because it was called called Shit's Creek and it was kind of like the only thing that wasn't touched so they moved there to the motel and you know rich people living in rural America and uh, that kind of a thing so it's I mean it's entertaining it's something to watch and enjoy I uh, I wouldn't go out there and say hey you got to watch this but if you're on netflix and you're having a hard time finding something to kind of binge or consume your downtime might be worth checking out so um i mean if it's hard to tell it's a comedy go figure but the other thing that i took some time to watch the other night i can't remember what it was like there was something going on uh for some reason i was just kind of like i've got a little bit of time i may as well watch something i didn't want to watch a show so i actually looked around for a movie and I settled on something that I've already seen, but it's been forever. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if you said, I can't remember if we watched it together or if you at least said you've seen it, but Kung Fu hustle. I have seen parts of it. Okay. Yeah. I watched that again. And I got to say, when I watched like the first half of that movie, I was got like, dude, this could have been one of the greatest Kung Fu movies in recent history. But then they went like way crazy with the second half. I mean the first the first half was crazy anyways. Like they cheesed it up. I mean they they deliberately like took the kung fu idea and you know took it as far as they could and made it cheesy. But uh but then in the second half they uh it just was too uh, I mean uh, they kind of like were kind of stretching a little bit too far, in my opinion. And that part of it was like waiting for some scenes to be done. But if you like kung fu movies and you like kind of slapstick comedy and everything, it's pretty good. I must say, I don't know if we'll ever um, review it. Yeah, review it. Um, but it for a kung fu movie coming out of Asia, I I don't know exactly where it's made. The acting was phenomenal. Like they did a really <laughs> good job. And it's, that's kind of surprising because that genre really isn't known for good acting. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the, and I was thinking that too. I was just like, you know, when does a Kung, cause Kung Fu movies are all about, you know, the Kung Fu and you mm-hmm. know, the story sucks and the acting sucks. But this one, the story was a little difficult to follow, but the acting was, I mean, really all the main characters, which there are quite a few, 
really all the acting was quite phenomenal when you kind of sit there and look at it. So anyways, I watched that and I had a good time, good time with that. So if you're, if you like Kung Fu and you like comedies, uh, that is worth checking out. Right. What about yourself? Uh, I've seen quite a few things lately. Um, well, last Friday I was able to go with our friends, uh, Jason and Craig to go see, Friday the 13th, part two, and Friday the 13th, the final chapter in the theater. Uh, that was a really good time. It was a cool old theater. Uh, before the movies, they showed like old Superman cartoons. Nice. Like really old Superman cartoons. And, uh, you know, they had the old uh, intros and like things telling you to go to the lobby and get some snacks. Oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. From like the yeah. 50s. <laughs> yeah, with the dancing cup cool. and the dancing popcorn kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then like it was set up by this uh, like movie club, like a horror movie club from uh, the local high school. So all the proceeds to the movie like went to help uh, pay for the club and uh, different things they do. Okay. So nice. like, yeah. So the guy like ran the club. He gave like an intro to each movie and did like some trivia stuff and asked some questions. So it was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, after that, uh, we we finished up the show uh, Shameless on Netflix. Uh, it's a Showtime show. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's probably going to be one of the last seasons because like the girl who plays one of the main characters is done with the show now so her character like moved away so it'll be interesting to see where season 10 goes because there is going to be one i, I think it's going to debut here before too long so it'll be probably another year before it's on netflix uh and other than those two things um i watched the debut episode of american horror story 1984 and uh, if you guys have never seen American Horror Story before, it's a it's a it's a TV show on Fox or on FX. I'm sorry that uh, each season has like a different story arc, and there's probably about I don't know ten to twelve episodes. Uh, and there's like I said, there's a different story for each one. Like the first season was about this haunted house. The second season was about an insane asylum. Well, this year is about um, this group of teenagers and like college students that go to a summer camp, and oh, it's no. set up like <laughs> it's set up like a 1980s slasher movie, kind of like Friday the Thirteenth. Right. So, yeah, I was really excited for that to watch it. Uh, I tried watching it the night it debuted, and like my FX app was all jacked up and made me miss like the first ten minutes of it. So I watched like another Ted and I'm like, you know, what? I missed the beginning and I want to watch the whole thing. So I picked the rest of it up tonight, watched in the beginning. And yeah, um, initially I didn't care for it the night before, but tonight I got a little more into it. I got to see like the intro of the characters and everything. So it was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, right. Now that we got that out of the way, we can move on to our first um little reoccurring topic here we got did you know and this week for did you know it is my turn and <laughs> this is just like a, a short one but like i saw it online and um, you know, I looked into it a little bit and it, it's something I just had to mention just because it's so crazy. Uh, you know, one of those things that you could tell someone and they'll be like, wow, I had absolutely no clue in why would this ever need to happen? <laughs> but did you know that a wombat's poop is cubicle? What? Yeah, they poop out cubes. Okay, and I tried to do some research to figure out why it comes out in cubes, and <laughs> the only reason they had is that 
um, it won't roll. So, like, if they poop it out, it just lays flat. It won't, like, roll down a hill or anything. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So they actually poop bricks. Yeah. Like little square nuggets. (laughs) Yeah, I started typing in wombat, and then as soon as I hit P, it was, like, filled it in wombat poop. Yeah, and I heard it on a TV show, like, after I saw that fact. Like someone like told someone a random fact. I'm like, oh my god, I knew that. <laughs> I'm the smartest man alive. So if anybody ever asked you, you know, what um, animal has the weirdest poop, you can say, well, the wombat poops a, a cube, a perfect cube. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect like when you're at a. Um party with friend, with people and you don't know them and you're kind of like having those awkward conversations where it's just like oh what do you do or oh blah 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 and then there's like one <laughs> second of silence and you could be like you know wombats poop cubes <laughs> so I heard the weirdest thing the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. yeah so um, you'll have that in your back pocket if you ever want to share that <laughs> nice so some of our listeners in the middle of the night when they can't sleep are going to be kept awake by why do wombats <laughs> poop in cubes? They're going to start researching it like I did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So from there, now we can move on to our main topic. <laughs> And our topic for the week is what movie epitomizes the 90s to you? Like, what movie do you think of when you think of the 90s? Um, I mean, in other words, if you're watching a movie and you're thinking, wow, this is totally the 90s. (laughs) So, uh, Caleb, we can start with you. What do you got? Okay, do we want to start with, like, what our actual kind of vote is, or are we doing honorable mentions first? How, how do you want to go? Um, let's let's start with what our vote is, and then we'll we'll go to the honorable mentions. But you do your uh, pick, I'll do my pick, and then we'll do our honorable mentions to see if we have any crossover. Okay. Well, my main one. Um, it, and I was kind of like thinking about it's kind of a weird thing because i honestly was a little torn about it because i'm just like okay what's going to draw me more into the 90s like me as a kid actually growing up and the movies i watched as a kid or when i was kind of like older in high school and the awesome action movies and things like that that were 90s movies that i watched just a little bit later um so i i had to go back to my childhood i mean there's so many things like when I started looking at things, just to make sure I wasn't missing any kind of a movie. Um, I was really surprised to see the, the different ones I could choose from. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I got to go with home alone. <laughs> yeah. Home alone is a really good thing. Yeah. Like there's just so much, I mean, I, I can't, I'm not sure if we had the conversation on here or not, or if it was something that we talked about on one of our sports episodes, but just how it's just like you, you can't remake that movie because it wouldn't take place in the nineties. And I mean, you can't make it in today's context because there were so many things unique to the nineties in that movie that made it what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you didn't have the cell phones, you didn't have te- all the technology, you don't, you don't have, I mean, for crying, for crying out loud, like when you actually stop and think about it, you don't have doorbells that tell you like that are cameras that go to your phone. So, you know, who's at your house and in your house. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because, um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but there was a Google home commercial with Macaulay Culkin home alone. Yes, I do remember that now. 
and it kind of throws in all those um all those different gadgets and things that you're talking about in the current period yeah well then also um i mean just thinking about some of the things that were in that movie uh, or other things that would not um would not work today at all Mm because i mean uh there's I, and I'm trying to remember this. I mean, it's been forever since I've watched it. So, I mean, it'd be fun to go back and watch it sometime. But, you know, he goes and he buys some stuff himself, walks home. Yeah, ha- I don't know how I can't remember how old they were kind of making him to be in the movie. I think he was eight. Yeah. So in this, though, it's just like. You. You. Not many places you could get away with that. Like people would, you know, call social services and be like, "Hey, there's some kid." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. How long would it take for someone to call CPS? Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, then I mean, I already talked about the te- technology things like that, and then I mean, how quickly would have they realized that? Oh, hey, the kids at home. Uh, kind of a situation. I mean, everybody's always in touch with each other between, even if they don't have a phone, like even if they just had a computer and they could bring up Facebook and send a message or whatever you want to do. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, just, I mean, it's an, it's an enjoyable movie. I mean, I'm sure almost every kid that grew up in the nineties watched it multiple times as I did. Um, but yeah, I just, and of course, there were some key things from the movie itself because they had some toys. What was it? What was the thing called? The recorder thing? Uh, talk boy. Yeah. So, I mean, how much more nineties can you be with a talk boy? But even beyond that, not just the items that you see in the movie. And I'd probably have to watch the whole thing to be able to, I mean, it, the list would go on and on, but not just the items in the movie, but the people in the movie, because uh, Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. you know, did he do anything really outside the 90s? <laughs> Not that I know of. Actually, that's kind of got me curious because I didn't look other it up than really. like some of the stuff he did in the 80s. Yeah. Like I mean, Uncle uh, Buck. OK, yeah, that would have been a little bit early. But I kind of want to look look at that now. I mean, he's got it shows some stuff that's recent, but I mean, of course, it's just like he's not known for any of it. None of it's uh, none of the. The names. only movie of his that did anything, I think, outside of the '90s is Party Monster. Hmm. Um, because I remember that getting a little bit of recognition. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like semi-retired. I think he's got a podcast now called Bunny Ears. Yeah. It's it's actually not too bad. He interviews a lot of different like actors and comedians and wrestlers and musicians and everything. Yeah. Well, Uncle Buck barely qualifies for something out of the nineties because it was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So, true. Yeah. Yep. So not not much after the night. I mean, so I mean, basically, you know, you think of him and you think of nineties itself anyways. Mm-hmm. So just one thing on top of another. I, I thought that was pretty appropriate. I'll I'll be diving into some other things with um with our honorable mentions, but that one that was one of the first ones that came to mind. Like I didn't I didn't have to look it up, but like I said, I looked through to make sure I wasn't overlooking something obvious. But with the uh childhood I had and uh, I just felt that was a pretty good fit for me. And it's interesting though, because I think it's going to be appropriate for us to put this out as a question um, to see what other people put, because obviously, I mean, if you weren't a kid in the nineties, you're going to, some of the other movies are going to be the ones that stand out to you the most. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what the feedback is on that. But I'll let you, uh, I'll let you share your top one. Hand it over. (laughs) My top one. Um, is I was trying to think, just like you did, of an actor that just symbolizes the 90s to me. And uh, it's funny, somehow I didn't think of Macaulay Culkin, but you know, once you told me that, uh, you made a really good point. The one guy that just kept popping in my head is Pauly Shore. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and the movie that I chose is Son-in-Law. Um, <laughs> Paulie Shore, he like, got kind of a start in the 80s. Uh, he was a, a VJ on um, MTV. And he, had, he ended up getting his own show because of his popularity on there. And he just kind of took off from that. Like, he did stand-up comedy. Like, his mother was a, a comedian in Las Vegas. And she had, like, her own um, her own comedy place, like, for others to do stand-up at. And so he kind of just grew up around show business and everything. So, you know, it was kind of a logical next step for him to get into acting. Uh, not saying that he was a great actor. Uh, basically, Paulie he played himself in every single movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, another good choice would have been maybe Encino Man, but for some reason, just son-in-law to me just symbolizes the nineties. Uh, you can look at the movie. Like I said, you got Paulie Shore. Uh, more people that are in it. You got Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell. Uh, you got Patrick Renna, who was Hamilton Porter in The Sandlot. And you got Lane Smith, who plays the dad. Um, he was in a lot of movies in the in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, he was the coach of the Hawks and the Mighty Ducks. So this is almost like a who's who of, of 90s um, kind of bit actors. Uh, and not even just... Uh, you know, the cast and everything. You also have uh, the soundtrack. You got songs by the band Green Jelly, uh, the Spin Doctors, who might be the most 90s band ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Butthole Surfers. And uh, there's a couple of songs by Travis Tritt in there, too. So just, you know, big 90s feel. Uh, the 90s actors. You got... Uh, just kind of the some of the stuff they say in it, some of the like the lingo and the, the slang they use. Uh, you know, Paulie Shore kind of had his own way of talking. He was kind of like the like the surfer party dude. You know, he would say things like "dude" and "wheezing" and <laughs> calling boobs cones. <laughs> the wheezer. You know, say, say that people are buff. Uh, saying "chow down" instead of "eat." It's just. You know, a lot of 90s um, slang and just words that people use at the time. Mm. You know, yeah. I guess a few of my favorite moments from it. There's a scene. Like, I guess I can give a little backstory of the movie, too. So basically, there's a, a girl played by uh, Carla Gugino. She is from a small town in, I think it's like... South Dakota or something like that. And she goes to like Southern California for college. And while she's there, she meets like a bunch of crazy people. I mean, going from like the mid East to, uh, I mean the Midwest to California, uh, it's going to be like a shock, but one of them is Paulie Shore's character and his name is crawl. Uh, <laughs> and the quote he has is she asks why they call him crawl. And he says, they call me Crawl because that's how I always got home. <laughs> and uh, he's he plays the resident advisor in her dorm. And he what a running gag he has is that he talks about everything he's majored in. And usually he'll be like, you know, I, I majored in massage for a half a semester. <laughs> uh, so basically... Uh, she gets to be friends with him, and then she goes back home for Thanksgiving, and she takes him with her because he doesn't have anywhere to go. And while they're there, her boyfriend from back home tries to um, tries to propose to her, and she's not ready to get married, so she says that that crawl has already proposed to her. And it's just dealing with the, the lie she gives and... Uh, crawls a relationship with her like super conservative family and just kind of like a fish out of the water thing, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I remember that well, but I do cross some of the uh, scenes from that and Encino man for sure. 
<laughs> it's tough with Pauly Shore movies because, like I said, he plays basically the same character. Oh yeah, in every and, single movie. Yeah, and it no, doesn't matter like how old he is either. He just kind of plays the same guy. Yeah, and I don't. It's like he never really ages, but you never really know if he's supposed to be young or if he's supposed to be like older. Right. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah, speaking of never really ages, uh, is Carla Gugino who plays Becca in it? I I swear she still looks like she's like maybe in her thirties, and she's got to be in her mid to late forties. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she was uh, Schmidt's boss that he was sleeping with. Um, uh, new girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one that. Um, like they were tying each other up and doing all this crazy stuff with. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she basically hasn't aged since the 90s. It's pretty crazy. And I think she's really the only one who's done anything uh, lately from this movie. Hmm. Because, uh, you know, Paulie Shore, he kind of just, he still does stand up. Um, Patrick Retta, he's pretty much retired. And uh, Lane Smith, he passed away a few years ago. And uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she doesn't really do all that much anymore either. So basically, she's the only one still going. Nice. So uh, you have any of your honorable mentions? What do you got? Yes. I, um, so I was looking at, I, I think the runner ups for me. So I was like really kind of stuck in that, you know, growing up in the nineties thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so the two other ones that came to mind were blank check. (laughs) You remember that one? Yeah. Um, isn't, isn't Ed Harris in that? Uh, actually I'm not sure. I I didn't look up to see who he's either in that or milk money. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I can pull that up here real quick. Um, Let's get those two mixed up. I don't think so. I no, like he's he... not in that one. He must be in Milk Money then. All right, but yeah, so yeah. he. Uh, so, anyways, if you're not familiar with that one, a kid um, has an incident with a guy and he breaks his bike and he's trying to like stay away. He's not really like being chased by the cops, but he's trying to avoid the cops. So instead of like handling the situation, he just like writes a blank check and he's like, here kid, give this to your dad, you know, buy yourself a new bike. Um, so you could get out of there and it was a blank check. And so it was in the guy's name and he had the, this whole setup at a bank or something about somebody who's going to come and pick up a million dollars. And so the kid wrote the check for a million dollars, accidentally gets the money given to him, you know, some stupid (laughs) snap food kind of thing. But then he, uh, of course, spends a million dollars. And so it's the epitome of what a kid would do in the 90s if he had a million dollars to spend. Mm -hmm. Which, Which, I mean, I'm still skeptical if all of it was able to happen with the million dollar budget, but I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, just like the weird tech stuff, um, you know, he gets a house, he gets a, a butler, I think, and he does all this crazy stuff. So all the things you want to do when you're a kid, another one that's kind of similar to that, um, you know, I mean, not a blank check, but you kind of can do almost whatever you want. Uh, do you remember the movie, uh, first kid? Yeah. With, um, Sinbad, right? Yep. Another <laughs> Sir, good... this is a black tie affair it's okay I'm black and I'm wearing a tie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep so yeah if you I mean Sinbad is almost kind of like 90s I mean did he really do much out of the 90s I I don't think so other than like cameos and uh, stand up yeah he, I mean he's got some stuff since then I'm trying to find he was uh... in Always Sunny in Philadelphia one time where Dennis went to like a a psych ward and his like two guys that lived next to him were Sinbad and Rob Thomas. (laughs) (sighs) Nice. Yeah. It seems like he did a decent amount of stuff after 2000, but I mean, of course nothing really stands out, but yeah, he's got quite a bit of stuff in the nineties. And then of 
uh, he even had his own show, the Sinbad show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's another 90s thing right there. Uh, those were the big ones. So, but a few that I got to mention, um, obviously Homeward Bound, if you've heard the stories behind that one, uh, can't, can't go by without saying that. Yeah, that you've um, seen it a million times. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Ducks, I don't know, that may have been one that you were going to bring up at some point, but mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks is a good one to mention. Um, Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. Um, three Ninjas. Yeah. Uh, the, see, like, they're they're good throwback 90s stuff, but they don't have as much um, significance or 90s references, I guess I would say, especially as Home Alone and Blank Check would because of all the things that they do. Like, uh, like I said, I mean, Blank Check, a kid in the 90s can buy whatever he wants. So, of course, he's got all the cool toys that you remember from the 90s, so. Um, but then, uh, I mean, those are like the ones as a kid you're growing up, but then you've got all those excellent nineties action movies and other things. Um, I, and not saying that, um, I I wouldn't put this as saying like, this is one that you have to recognize from being in the nineties, but one that I kind of forgot about or was in the back of my mind, uh, even though we talked about it on our sports movie episode, I think was uh, Varsity Blues. I kind of forgot that for a little bit. Coming from the nineties, yeah, that must have been like what ninety nine. Uh that's a late one. Yeah, ninety eight maybe. So, but anyways, I mean, the list goes on and on. If you want to talk about great, I think we might have to break it down to at some point about like talking about like what maybe doing like what was the best 90s action movie or something like that but Mm -hmm. i'm interested to hear what your uh your honorable mentions are well i definitely had the mighty ducks uh on there i had the whole trilogy um you know that's movies that i've watched a whole bunch um and just like the clothes they wear and just the things they say and you know the pop culture references and stuff in those movies. Yeah. That they're they're definitely nineties. Uh another trilogy I had was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Oh yeah. And it's funny because you know the first two kind of symbolize the early nineties in their references. There's always a lot of references in those movies. Uh, and song choices and things. You got the the corny early nineties like pop rap. You know, like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then like the third one uh came out a little bit later. So that one's you know very much in the kind of the mid nineties. You know, aside from those, you know, I was also trying to think of things that I watched a lot of. And I know there was one movie that my friend a couple movies that my friend Tom was really into, and I remember going to his house a lot and watching these. Uh, one of them was Three Ninjas that you already <laughs> mentioned, and oh, the nice. other one, yeah, yeah, man, he was obsessed with with Three Ninjas. Um, and the other one I was thinking of is Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know. Basically, just you know, Chris Farley being the bumbling kind of idiot, uh, thinks that he's part of like this big ancient clan of ninjas and like line of ninjas. And he was like, just an adopted brother that was dropped off uh, to these monks and everything. And he goes on to like try to try to like rescue this woman that he meets and it's <laughs> I mean if you've seen a Chris Farley movie it's just think of Chris Farley trying to do karate and it, it's pretty hilarious yeah the one thing yeah. that I always that always comes to mind with that movie is when he would always take off his shoes before entering a building and they'd always <laughs> throw them away <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that sticks out to me uh, yeah one of the guys working at the hotel you stayed I would come by with a dustpan and sweep them up and throw them away <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that one could be kind of considered uh, action as well as comedy. 
And actually, the first action movie I'll mention has a little bit to do with that because one guy is in both both movies, and it's the guy who plays Chris Farley's brother in Beverly Hills Ninja. He actually plays Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, Mortal Kombat, super popular game in the 90s, and, you know, of course they had to make it into a movie. Uh, it's corny, but it was pretty much exactly what we wanted it to be. You got to see like all the characters that you love and all the stuff they do in the game. Yeah, yeah I mean it's 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 a video game movie. Oh yeah. Right. And then the last one that really makes me think of the nineties is Rocky Five. Okay. And yeah. I listened to uh Cinemassacre's review of the Rocky series, and he made a really good point. And he said that each Rocky movie is like a time capsule of the period that it was made in. So, you know, the first Rocky movie is made in the 70s. And, you know, you can kind of see, like, everything that was going on in the 70s, it just kind of perfectly encapsulates uh, the 70s, like, decade as a whole. And, you know, Rocky Five is much the same way. Like I mentioned with the Ninja Turtles movies, you get your really corny 90s uh, like hip hop yeah uh, the, the first song I think of is Go For It <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the soundtrack and for some reason I just love that song it's like one of the only ones I have from that soundtrack uh, you know it's it just it's very much the 90s even the guy who played Tommy Gunn was Tommy Morrison he was the world heavyweight boxing champion in real life in the 90s oh yeah I remember so, that yeah, I mean, you got your, your Don King ripoff and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, very much of the time. But was there anything else you wanted to mention or um, not like, comments and stuff you had? Not too much. I, I just think that would be valid. I mean, at some point, whether near future or further out on doing things like, you know, what actors or actresses, you know, best uh epitomize the 90s like mm-hmm. when you think of someone who is the one where it's just like you see them and it's boom 90s bef- like above and beyond like Macaulay Culkin um Polly Shore you know make make a list Chris Farley, yeah yeah Chris Farley um uh uh Adam Sandler kind of would be in there i know like he's had a longer extensive career and things like that but uh his greatest hits were 90s movies uh so yeah it'd just be kind of interesting to try to get that where it's just like you know have that discussion i think it'd be really kind of interesting yeah we'll have to put that on the the schedule and you know kind of play around with that a little bit even do some other decades too it'd be cool yeah no, I feel like that we could do more with this uh, decade conversation, and I think it was good. Um, I know I know I could go back to the eighties, seventies would be kind of pushing it, because um, definitely we my, could do the two thousands and stuff too, and the and the tens. Um, yeah, since we're wrapping that up this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, kind of crazy to think, but yeah, um, I mean, so many. Gosh, so many good things in the nineties. Um, like so much you could talk about. So yeah, I feel like we definitely do need to try to uh, break it down sometime. But yeah, as far as specific movies, not really. I mean, because if I get started on it, I would probably talk forever about it. One thing that I will say that I saw, I saw one movie, and I was like, oh yeah, that was the nineties. Totally makes sense. Um, which actually might kind of do a decent job of, you know, fitting in this um, discussion. But I I enjoyed the movie, but I never was really that high on it myself as a kid, even though it was so ridiculously popular. And that was Space Jam. Yeah, that is another very 90s movie. Um I don't know why that one escaped me. I, I mean, I guess I 
remember seeing it in theater as a kid, and I maybe watched it a couple times after that, but I never owned it. So that could probably be some of the reason. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've got it's got even freaking Bill Murray in it for crying out loud, Michael Jordan, um, <laughs> Larry Bird, yeah, yeah, Nick Charles Barkley, and like all the other guys, Bugsy Bogues, yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, not saying like it was bad, but it's just like everybody obs- kind of, so many people kind of obsessed over it. I was just like, okay, but anyways. So, uh, yeah. I mean, did you want to talk about anything more with it or just kind of wait until maybe we break it down into the other points for other episodes in the future? Uh, the last one I got here just kind of popped in my head while you were talking about um, Space Jam is I can't believe neither one of us mentioned the Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah. Because that was pretty huge in the 90s when we were kids. That, that uh, was huge. I remember seeing that in theater. I remember there was like the toys at McDonald's and everything and Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at the time I was really into Power Rangers. So, which one was the best Power Ranger? Go. Which no. one? Yeah. Oh, I love the White Ranger. Oh, I was <laughs> I was was a Green Ranger fan. Well, it's the same dude. Uh, technically, <laughs> technically, but you know, I mean, there is a difference. There's a difference, man. It's not the same. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're both they're both Tommy. Yeah, but just in a different suit, and I mean, he had a different sword too. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it, you know, he had a dagger that he could play like a flute, and it would bring up a dragon sword—that was pretty cool. The Green Ranger. Yeah, I do remember that. I think and, maybe part of the thing that got me so much on the green, like we had, because they did, man, how many movies did they do? We had one that emphasized on the Green Power Ranger, and I mean, I'm sure we had more, but I just remember watching that one the most. So, yeah, the other one was like Turbo or something like that, Power Rangers 2 or something. And that one, they got like different suits and everything. What was the enemy called? The, the, the putty, the putty patrol? Was that it? Those were like the almost like the foot soldiers that they fought. Okay. Are you I talking like the main bad guy? No, not the main bad guy. I was trying to think of the because do- I was thinking Ninja Turtles the foot, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, what it was the, the Putty Patrol. Okay. And they worked for Rita Repulsa. Yeah. And then uh, after that, there was Lord Zed. Yeah, Lord <laughs> Zed. There we go. So I talked about the dagger that the Green Ranger had that he could play like a flute. Well, the White Ranger had a sword that he could talk to, and his name was Saba. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yep. I do remember that now that you bring that up. Ah, man, the 90s, dude. (laughs) Right? And we just accepted it as normal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, where's that? Where's that? Is 2019 and we don't have a sword that you can talk to? (laughs) We have doorbells that will have cameras in it, but we don't have a sword that you can carry around that will talk to you and be your companion. Well, we do have virtual assistants like uh, Siri and um, Alexa. They're not a weapon, though. I mean, you probably could change Alexa's name to Saba. <laughs> Doesn't count, man. Until it's a, it's a saber and you can cut somebody with it. Doesn't count. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. So <laughs> we can wrap that up, I guess. It's not really much farther you can go with that. Um <laughs> We can move on to our last segment, which is suggestions. All right, I do actually have a sound this time. Let's see if it works. Oh my gosh! All right, ladies, buckle up. It's showtime. There we go. I'm, I'm going <laughs> right. to eventually get like a little compilation of just like kind of what we did with uh, rock moments and things like that. Just like showtime, showtime. But when I was going through different uh, quote, movie quotes of Showtime, I thought that was a pretty funny one. Do you recognize that one? Um, not off the top of the head, I don't. And I'll probably yeah. feel stupid when you tell me. Eh, it's not the most popular one, but you definitely are familiar with it because it's from Dodgeball. It's Patches O'Hulahan. Uh, yep. So, the, one of the greatest motivational speakers of our time. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, we get to go into movie suggestions, and I get to take uh, control of this short segment here this week. And to keep things in the 90s, I thought it was only... uh, There's actually kind of... This kind of accomplishes three things because it talks about our subject of the 90s. It also talks about a movie that we're going to review uh, at some point. I can't remember when we just uh, put on it on the calendar. Um, but then it also fills in for this segment. So the movie I'm going to talk about and it's so it's in the 90s. I looked up on IMDb. One of the things I did to kind of refresh me on movies from the 90s, I was looking at the top 100 movies on IMDb from the 90s. And this movie falls in at number 21. Do you have any inkling, Brandon, what movie we've talked about reviewing that might fall at the number 21 spot on a 90s list? I will be shocked if you get it. Got got any hints? Uh, well, it's a action star who's not in an action movie. Hmm. Is it Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So so Oscar, I'm I'm recommending the movie Oscar. It's kind of like okay, I'm I'm saying to watch this because it's a really a lesser unknown movie. I am shocked that they have a 21 on the list. I don't, I, I don't know if this is completely fan uh, based voted for, or if they have review people who did this um, mm. because on the nineties list, it's number 21. But if you sort the list by star ratings, it like plummets. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, their rating has it as a 6.5. Um, but anyways, it is Sylvester Stallone in the movie called Oscar. It came out in 1991. It's like, I think, well, okay, now in recent years, he's done a couple other things. But, I mean, for the longest time, I think it was like one of the only two comedies that Sylvester Stallone was in. But there are plenty of recognizable actors in it. Um, uh, I mean, so here we go prepared for the worst uh, butchering of names here. But um, Peter Rygart, um, who okay. did a lot uh, back then in the 80s and 90s. Chaz Palminteri. Uh, he was the a big guy in mob boss movies. I know I said that one wrong. Um, but there's uh, one other guy, and actually I don't see him here to know exactly. But he was, he was another well-known actor who's... Uh, in a lot of stuff and that like the list goes on and on if you're familiar with actors from uh the 80s and 90s but anyway so it's a comedy he's a mafia guy and he tries to go clean really cheesy and everything so but it's definitely entertaining they do they do a pretty good job with it there's a good budget um but it's not sylvester sloan's finest moment but we are talking about reviewing that one later so if you want to be familiar with it when we review it it'd be a good to watch if you want to watch something from the 90s, since we were talking about 90s movies, there you go. If you're a Sylvester Sloan fan and you never heard of this movie, I think you should watch it just to see the diverse. I feel like it's one of the most diverse roles that he's ever done, to be honest, because it's so out of his normal character. So, um, yeah, that is my recommendation for you guys this week. Rock. So I. All I, right. I find it a little funny because I do have to mention it may may be one of my mom's favorite movies ever, which is crazy (laughs) that she enjoys Sylvester Sloan so much. (laughs) That is pretty funny. All right. So with that, um, that is it for this week. Um, Come back next week. We will be reviewing the 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, The Running Man. Uh, that was voted on via Twitter. So if you do not follow us on Twitter, make sure you do that. Um, I don't know if you want to give a plug for yourself, Caleb. Um, find you. Oh, for on Twitter? Yeah, for where people can find you on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I am at Blue Bros underscore Caleb. Um, 
So B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore C-A-L-E-B. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We have our Facebook group on there. Uh, We share all our sports and our entertainment episodes on there. Um, And uh, did you mention the Blue Bros Bros 2 Twitter? Uh, Yeah, you can follow that at Blue Bros underscore 2, the number 2. And you can follow me at Hey Beardmon, and that's M O N. Yeah, and we are on Instagram as well, and slowly but steady. That's that's our Instagram um, <laughs> mantra: sl- slow and steady. Exactly. All right, so we will continue with last week. We did a random one-liner. To end the show, and Caleb started off. Okay, I uh, before we do this, I think what we should do, because I think this could be like a thing, is that we should. It needs to be. We need to make it a thing, like a one-liner face-off, something. And so we each share our one-liners, and then we <laughs> should put it up on Twitter or our Facebook group and do a vote, and who thinks who came up, who got the better one. All right. All right. You think it's fair? Fair yeah. fair game? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to wipe you up with the floor each week, so bring, bring your A game. That, that's not my <laughs> quote, but all right. All right. My one-liner. Actually, it's a 90s one-liner, so hold on to your butts. <laughs> Give me back Jackson. my son. Oh, dang it. That, that's going to be a good one. So I was Jurassic Park Samuel Jackson, and so do you want to give context to what yours was? Yeah, mine is uh, classic crazy Mel Gibson from the movie Ransom. Gosh, that that was a good one. That'll be that'll be a good voting battle right there. So until uh, next time, later. See you guys.